Welcome to a long-lost episode of Radio Life Ray. Don't ask what happened to it or to me. It's only important that we're back on track. This episode was recorded a while ago, thus some upfront updates are in order. Towards the end of this episode, we started a Javadoc contest. And unfortunately, this Javadoc contest is already over. With two glorious tied winners, Sébastien Le Merchant and Marcellus Tavares. I probably butchered both of those names. Sorry to them. Please read Cody's blog article on the outcome of this contest. I'm linking to it from the show notes at radioliferay.com slash episode slash 57. However, it's never too late to contribute documentation. Now that the current documentation for seven for Liferay 7 just went up on docsliferay.com, you can easily validate what's there and what is still missing. Please continue to submit and we are opening another contest. Anything that you submit from now on counts. However, the Javadoc contest is not everything we talked about. In fact, it was in the very end of our recording. And the rest of the conversation stays pretty much relevant and timeless. So without much further ado, let's pick up the recording and hear what Jim and Cody had to say about LifeRay's documentation. We are speaking documentation on this episode of Radio LifeRay. And because I am not good in speaking documentation alone, I have two people to help me out. And uh, these are Cody and Jim from the documentation team. Hi, guys. Hi, Olaf. Hey, Olaf. <laughs> and you recognize that I uh, was careful not to mispronounce uh, the names because, <laughs> you know, I butcher names for a living. Oh, boy. Uh, that was Cody Hoig. Hoig, yes. Hoig. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Jim Hinky, repeat guest on Radio Life Ray. Uh, you have been on earlier, Jim, and we talked about the efforts to bring back java docs back then uh, right so for anybody who wants to pick up in the beginnings uh, there was in the in the dark ages of life ray there was one particular commit when we lost all of java docs and that was well discussed during our previous episode so we shouldn't go into that anymore but the episode is quite long or quite old it was quite long ago uh, Let's start with Jim. Uh, do you still remember it? And does it, like, how does it, uh, how did everything change since then? Sure. I Well, I wasn't there for that big commit, but I was there for the aftermath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everything was, um, <clears throat> any you know, everything was uphill from that point or downhill. It was, you know, any... Any improvement to Javadoc was going to be better. So, um, so it was really, you know, a, a challenge to uh, encourage developers to um, and contributors to contribute Javadoc and to, uh, you know, get it get it published and build that confidence. And um, and it it hasn't been easy, uh, but we have, um, you know, we have populated um, all of us community included. A number of uh, classes and package files, so um, you know we're always improving. Yep, and that's like I can attest to that. That's an ongoing process, and the process is very well monitored by one guy, which is also on the line, which is Cody. Yeah. So, so yeah, we we've kind of tried to create a, a contribution process. Um, so it's just, so it's not as chaotic with just Javadoc, you know, being thrown around and torn out. And, um, we kind of, we created a contribution process, um, within however internally to where we have a, you know, a, a specific set of steps that the developers can follow. Um, so the Javadoc kind of flows through the knowledge management team now to where we can kind of check things over, make any edits that we need to, and then have those merge into master instead of, instead of them going, you know, directly merged and then, and then torn out. We we try to aid in that process. Yeah. And I can attest that uh, because when I contributed a few Java docs, I just picked the low hanging fruits. I admit 
Uh, I saw them, uh, well, first of all, accepted uh, by you and then rewritten by you, by the developers, uh, the component leads and whoever was on the on the post. And they actually turned out quite well. So, yeah, it's the the process can be intimidating sometimes. And and also there's a lot of non native speaking um, English people um, in life and in the community. And we and we want to kind of bridge that gap um, to where, you know, Maybe if somebody really knows life very well, but maybe isn't the best at, you know, a grammar or, or something like that, or maybe choppy or something, we try, I'm an aid in that to where it's as seamless as possible to where I know we can fix things up, um, merge them in. Because really, I mean, our, I mean, our end goal is to have, you know, the best technical documentation to describe the methods and classes I'm in life, right? Um, so yeah, that's kind of our end goal is to get that. And uh, you are monitoring that effort. I see you posting graphs on internal channels uh, currently, right. which right. Uh, look quite sad, I'll have to admit. And this is rather uh, kind of a, a hit to the engineers or to whoever makes up our guidelines, because currently it looks like everybody is forbidden to write Java doc because the graphs are pointing downward. Right. So I had developed the Java doc metrics. So I, so I produce line graphs every week and we have a life race, a source code split up into and across functional teams. What this tool does is it, is it scans all the classes um, that we have configured for the metrics tool And it gives us a percentage of how many class descriptions um, are available um, in those uh, sections of, of source code. Um, so the the goal behind this tool was, as, as you guys mentioned before, that there is this big tear out and we have and we have no Java docs after that. So, you know, it's kind of an uphill battle where we're trying to uh, create you know, recreate some and create new ones for our source code. And we just kind of have this, we have a lot of Java doc to do. That's kind of all we hear is, well, there's a ton of Java doc to do. Mm -hmm. um, so the Java doc metrics tool can put a number, you know, well, how, how much Java, Java doc do we have to do? And, you know, if engineers are creating Java doc, then those graphs will show, you know, progress or, you know, if there's not progress, which there hasn't been, you know, in the past few weeks, um, there's been some downward trends and that, that hopefully can kind of, it can be a red flag that, you know, Hey, we're going down. We need to, you know, we need to improve. So for us to, 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 uh, to be able to internally monitor um, how our Java docs are going, you know, that's really important. And I, you know, I fully expect, After the 7.0 release, that uh, those negative trends will will start going up as mm -hmm. as our engineers um, are freed up from kind of the last minute releases for seven mm -hmm. uh, for library seven. Can I put you on the spot here and uh, check for your availability for uh, contributions on Javadoc? Because, uh, you know, I have found a few low hanging fruits, things that I definitely knew about that were undocumented. And, uh, I just pushed the, the, uh, the code over to you. Uh, actually I pull requested it to you. Are you the guy to contact first thing for anything Java doc contribution? Yeah. So some kind of the point person and, you know, I'll be available and we'll take care of that. We'll create, um, you know, a tickets in our internal, which is actually it's public at, I'll use Jira mm -hmm. and we'll, and we'll create tickets for those um, and make sure those don't get lost. Um, so I'm kind of the, the point person. And for those, for those in the community, we, we've kind of set up this contribution process to where if the community would like to submit Javadoc, they can um, submit it to the life rate portal, uh, a GitHub repo. And they can just tag my GitHub name. It's uh, at and my first and last name, Cody Hoig. And, you know, we'll take care of that. We'll create a ticket and we'll be able to follow that and take care of it. That, that's for the community. And then, and of course, internally, um, 
you know, you can send it to me or if you're part of a cross-functional team, there's, you know, there's technical writers, there's knowledge management people that are assigned to each team and they can send the, their contributions to those people. But uh, for the community, yeah, just tag me. I'll send the library portal and just tag me and, you know, I'll take care of it and, and make sure it goes through the correct workflow to get into master. And uh, from my experience as well, uh, as I said, the the contributions that I wrote got severely rewritten, like any of my code that I contributed to Liferay. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a kind of expected thing, but it actually turned out uh, all to the better. And recently I found our Java Docs guidelines, which uh, give some or actually which solve some problems mm -hmm. to make them uh, more... Uh, I would say more, more even, more equal. No, more, more structured. Actually, it's just on the, on the grammar, like which tends to use uh, sample uh, documentations and so on. Is this a new thing, or did I just find it recently, or was it always there? So we had a, we had a wiki page that was called Javadoc Guidelines. Um, previously, you know, for six point two, six point one. Um, we have moved that over into our, our library developer network, um, dev.liferay.com. And we had gotten some feedback from the guidelines. They were, they were pretty long, pretty comprehensive, and sometimes kind of intimidating if you looked at them. And there, there's just this huge, this huge document. So we tried to split that up into one, which is just, Java guidelines, and that's just your basic guidelines that you can follow if you just kind of want an intro to it. And then we also have an advanced Java guidelines document now that has all the examples, samples for, for you know pretty much anything that you'd possibly have to write uh, for types of methods and classes. Um, so with that split, um, hopefully it'll be easier for people to find what they're looking for. And I wanted to chime in that. Um Yeah, we've linked the old uh, wiki page to the new um, guidelines that are on dev.liferay.com. Um, and you probably found them, um, I'm guessing, by Googling them. So uh, the Javadoc guidelines actually don't know. come up. If you Google Liferay Javadoc, uh, on that first page, you'll find Javadoc guidelines. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember how I found them. I, I No, I think I didn't look for them. It was rather that I, I don't know, saw them somewhere linked on a report or something like that. I don't know. But, but they absolutely made sense to me. Uh, so like use present tense, use uh, imperative here or whatever uh, grammatical form uh, with the samples that was actually easy to follow. And I saw why my uh, previous contributions were severely rewritten because, uh, well, back then I didn't know the guidelines. Uh, which still shows that uh, actually contributions documentation goes in despite having the wrong format. So uh, I'll take this opportunity to thank you guys for, for your work in uh, accepting and rewriting my documentation. Sure. No problem. No problem. And the whole point of the documentation is for the documentation to be there and not for, for my choice of words to end up uh, in there. Um, there is uh, one thing that I would like to come back from my own experience. Uh, for example, for some of the Java doc that I have submitted, I wanted to submit uh, unit tests as well or JUnit tests as well. And they actually went another route. Yes. Uh, so um, we have had some contributions from, I know I've had a, a couple of contributions from like QA members that had created this logic, but it wasn't, you know, maybe it wasn't public, but they wanted to be able to document it. So, you know, maybe internally they, if they for some reason left the company or, you know, if they wanted to go back to their code and it wasn't as clear to them when they relooked at it, that they'd have it there. And, you know, that's perfectly fine to, to include that kind of stuff. I mean, really, You know, a Java doc is there to help everybody. So, you know, documentation should be anywhere that that you know it makes sense. So, you know, I think for a you know for unit tests that if it'd be useful to have documentation there, 
you know, it makes sense how to include it there. Uh, no, th this was actually um, a Java uh, or a JUnit test that was not there before. So in order to to document a method, and I think there was something like language util or something like that, which had a gazillion of format uh, methods. Okay. I just wanted to make sure to actually document them right. Mm -hmm. So best thing to to actually document them right is to just try out what happens if something goes in. Mm -hmm. And well, I did that, but I did that in the form of JUnit tests. So that it's repeatable, that uh, I can be reasonably sure uh, to have tested all of the permutations that are possible, and then I felt confident uh, to uh, to document the methods. And there, I uh, was just referring to the uh, code, the JUnit code, oh, okay. to actually not go through you because uh, you are uh, free to accept some Java doc commits. I was told. And uh, it needs to go through the actual component developer for that component to accept uh, the additional tests and, for example, unit tests. Yeah, yeah. That what what our team reviews is uh, is the documentation for the code. So yeah, if there's any sort of, of J unit tests or anything like that, um, yeah, that'll definitely have to go through the component lead and and their team to you know check over merge in. And uh, there's an upcoming episode that I've so far planned, not yet scheduled, with the QA team that is operating all of the build servers for Liferay, which is an impressive number of, of build servers. Uh, and if the unit tests ever fail, uh, that kind of blocks the whole uh, process. So it makes sense to have them looked at. Now, uh, back to a topic that uh, you already mentioned, which is dev.liferay.com, the new home for documentation. Now, that's a new thing since we spoke last, Jim. Right. Uh, dev.liferay.com for a while now is the the home for all of Liferay's documentation to the point that even the old documentation on liferay.com slash documentation now points over to devliferay.com. That's right. And I hear there are more plans with that as well. Uh, can you give us an overview over what happened and what will happen in the future? Sure. So with dev.liferay.com, as you've noticed, we've gotten all of the documentation for um, current and pre previous uh, versions of our products in there. And um, from the home page, You can access the user docs through Discover, so you can discover features and how to use them. And uh, we have the develop section for developer tutorials, um, which give you uh, tutorials and learning pads. And the learning pads uh, take you through a sequential um, sequential way of like learning, almost a, like um, where you'd cont uh, continue building uh, an application or applications. And uh, with that, we take you right from the basics, uh, from getting your environment set up with um, Liferay IDE. We want to promote best practices. And then all the way to having a full-fledged application. You can even apply, we even have a learning path for um, creating a theme for Liferay. So we have those learning paths. And then when you want to take a deep dive or kind of a quick dive into something, uh, into more details on a particular aspect of Liferay, we have tutorials for that. They're, they're like the how-tos. Like if you want to, to learn how to do something right now on something that you're working on in your own project, not the sample project, but you want to take a deep dive into a framework or an API and how to use it, that's where our tutorials come into play. And the last, mm. uh, oh yeah, question, Olaf? No, 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 no. I just, uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> sure, sure. And, um, and then also um, we have our distribute section to give you guidelines on how to prepare, how to plan um, distributing your application on the marketplace. Uh, so we have the how to publish guide that takes you all through the steps there and uh, takes you to the exciting, exciting part of, uh, you know, selling or distributing your app or your theme um, <clears> or <throat> your, your custom hook application 
on the marketplace. And the last part that we have is our participate section, which James Faulkner has been developing and Jamie Sammons, where you can, um, <clears throat> that is uh, the part of, you know, the community part where you really want to interact with uh, library developers, fellow community members, um, and join in on, um, on discussions there, give feedback on dev.liferay.com, and, um, and also join programs like, um, like our uh, a beta program um, and uh, become like the a beta test. Community exploration. That's right. Yeah, the expedition. Yeah. Expedition, yeah, not exploration, yeah. And there's just, just spoke about that with, <laughs> with James. And by the way, we're recording this on the day that uh, James announced his uh, uh, leaving life ray. Hmm. Yeah, so we're really going to miss James. Uh, yeah, yep. incredible contributor and leader in our company. Um, and one aspect that's kind of documentation-ish is the Liferaypedia, which is our which is our um, encyclopedia of all terms Liferay and related to Liferay technologies. Um, and that's an area too that you can contribute. All of these areas, all of our documentation. You can hit um, in the guides, you can hit the edit on GitHub button and put together a pull request right on GitHub and make a correction, add another paragraph, and send it to us. And Liferaypedia, uh, you know, uses our wiki, of course, our wiki application, and there you can contribute Liferay terms and help everybody get to learning Liferay as quickly as possible and understanding its concepts. As you say, edit on GitHub, that triggers a question of what am I actually editing and what's the progress of getting it back? What kind of components are built, uh, are you using to build Liferay or dev.liferay.com? Sure. So when you do edit on GitHub, it takes you to our Liferay docs repository where we have all of the source for our documents and um, the source is markdown uh, in markdown syntax so it's plain text and it's very human readable you know it's not like looking at xml documents and, yeah markdown is fun yeah yeah and so when you um <clears throat> when you do edit on github it brings up a copy of that source document you can edit it and there's an editor on github or you can use your favorite editor whatever you want to do and create your own branch depending on how savvy you are with Git and GitHub, and then you can uh, submit it. You can you know submit that commit that you make, and it shows up in our queue, our um, Liferay user for Liferay um, Liferay docs, and Rich you know, or one of us on the knowledge management team, we pick it up and go through it, verify it, incorporate it, and get it ready to publish. Now, as far as yeah, uh, yeah, no, so, sounds very easy. I definitely have to check that and and try it out. Definitely. And uh, I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, sure. And our technology that we use to publish our documents is uh, is the knowledge base application. So, uh, which is readily available on the marketplace, right? It is right for CE, you know, uh, CE and EE editions uh, and. It's great. It gives you great side navigation, and um, you know it allows you to uh, to import that markdown. And there's even a section on that, of course, that explains how you can create your own repository, just like we have. You can use Liferay Docs as an example. So this is native functionality in the knowledge base. That's nothing that we built in order to to trigger or, or edit content from the knowledge base. This is really native in there. It's in there for however you want to organize your documents. You can organize them in a flat manner or you can do a hierarchy like we do. And there's conventions documented in Discover Portal Guide that explain how to do that. So the documentation is written in the documentation system. No, the documentation for Liferay is written in Liferay with components of Liferay that uh, right. too many indirections. 
That's right. <laughs> and you can even you can even go to the uh, Dev Life um, uh, the Dev Life session that I have on how to do that. So I walk you through with James Faulkner on how to set that up, how how we did it for ourselves. Nice. I'll point a link or I'll put a link to that into the show notes for this episode. Great. So uh, you guys are in content management and not not content management. Uh, you guys are in knowledge management and uh, there are several others uh, in your department. I would say to say department team. And uh, you are doing all kinds of other stuff. There's uh, training and, I mean, w what are you doing? What, are you producing just that? Uh, where, where just, of course, is, is kind of a <laughs> fun fun word. That's Javadoc. That's these documentations. That's training material. What else are you guys doing? Not that this isn't enough. Well, sure. And, and we're in charge of, uh, of building the infrastructure, too. Um, that we need to publish documents. Um, so the entire, like, uh, um, and all the ant scripts and custom ant tasks that you can use locally if you really want to get savvy with things and especially borrow our ant tasks, you know, you can do that and build your own documentation repository um, or work on, you know, use it, of course, to work on LifeRay docs. Uh, so we all contribute to that. And... Um, And we also, um, I'm myself and uh, Jesse Rao, uh, we work on the knowledge base, the importer aspect of the knowledge base so that you can import zip files full of markdown. Uh, so we're involved with that too. And um, But the big part that you mentioned there, Olaf, training, yeah, training materials. Um, so <clears throat> you know, a lot of work goes into that. Um, to really give people a dynamite, you know, training experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's one one of the points that is close to my heart, uh, just due to daily work um, that I'm actually doing in LifeRay. Mm -hmm. So, and if you're involved uh, with a particular component area of LifeRay, you'll see the you'll see uh, a knowledge a knowledge management tech writer involved with that area. So if If you are all about web content management, web experience management, you'll see Cody all over the place writing tutorials, uh, learning paths on frameworks in there, and uh, and user materials as well. And, and we all do that for our component areas that we're responsible for. That, that brings me to one, one point. How do you guys uh, get the knowledge that you need in order to document uh, all of the stuff, the best practices, the actual uh, practices, what to use, what options to have, and so on? So, so I can speak for myself. I, you know, I have a pretty good relationship with, with our lead engineers. You know, for me, like WCM, uh, we work directly with, with the lead engineers and the developers. So, You know, everything that we're writing is coming from them as best practices and, you know, ways to look at how to use the user dot or the, you know, the UI and life ray and, and how it's supposed to work. You know, that that information flows down um, from those lead developers. So, you know, everything that, you know, most of the things that are on there have been instructed to us by them. The email message, you know, we're in pretty close contact with those guys. That's always good to to know that the documentation is close to what the actual developers um, have envisioned, and not something that counters them. Going on on the documentation, when we prepared the session, I was all about Java Docs. Hey guys, tell me what you know about our Java Docs uh, strategy. But then you said, hey, there's more than just Java Docs. We have uh, like all of these tutorials that you've already mentioned. But on the technical side, uh, there is a lot more. For example, the Taglibs doc. And uh, right after that, uh, the OSGI extension points, which are all new and plentiful in LifeRay 7. So let's continue with those. Uh, where are we on the Taglib docs? And I suspect that we might not be very far on that end. Well. We um, yeah, we definitely have a lot to do in that area, and we invite the community to get involved with that too, uh, because everybody uses you know, especially if, if you're writing JSPs, 
you want to use tag libs and uh, mm-hmm. you want to use the great tag libs also, of course, that, that we have in LifeRay. Um, so we have taglib docs, which are based on .tld files. And um, <clears throat> just like with our Javadoc guidelines, we want to make it as easy as possible for you to get up and running and describing tags that you use. So if you search on Google or, um, you know, or go online and go into our participate section and look at the blurb on how to contribute documentation, we, um, you know, search for LifeRay um, taglib guidelines and you'll find the guidelines in there. But uh, even if you don't even find those guidelines, let's say, and just are like, you know what, I want to start writing this. And you're familiar with the LifeRay repo, and you see a TLD file that you want to <clears throat> that you want to add description tags to and attributes. You can do that. Send it to user LifeRay. Uh, Mike Williams is is our first uh, line of uh, reviewers for that. Um, he's our UI uh, specialist, front end specialist on the knowledge management team, and so he'll get that to the right front-end developers to just check for correctness and then he'll review it for um you know for grammar and such and consistency and um yeah and we'll get that in there and an, a great thing i love this suggestion uh from <clears throat> one of our community members was they would love to see images or pictures of the tags of how you what they look like when they're rendered so we are really encouraging people to take those screenshots or little snapshots, crop them, and include them in the images folder so that we can mm-hmm. include them in the taglib docs too. Um, so that you can see, oh, this is a tag that I'm interested in using. That sounds valuable, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think I missed something earlier be- just because I had some mental image, but uh, I'm now suspicious. The pull requests for updating documentation for tag libraries as well as for Javadoc, I think you mentioned this before, goes to the LifeRay user on GitHub and not to a particular person, right? Sure. Yeah, we want to make it as easy as possible. And we find that that's the easiest way is to send it to user LifeRay. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, and, you know, um, our staff members, uh, especially Brian Chan, is very good at saying, hey, you know, Jim, Cody, Mike, I need you to look at this. And um, so even if you forgot our tag, um, it'll get to us. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and we'll we'll work on it. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that was the part. Like send the pull request to the LifeRay user and then tag uh, Cody or or you or Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now now I'm back on track. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Now uh, on to uh, the next piece of documentation that we get. All of LifeRay gets turned inside out, upside down. Uh, and hopefully there is nothing left in LifeRay core. Uh, that's the ideal uh, the ideal case. The core gets closer to zero or, or smaller and smaller, and everything goes out into modules. Uh, modules or OSGI extension points. Like, what would you like to talk about first? Um, I can speak about the module part. Um, so, uh-huh. so with the modularization of LifeRay, you know, as, as you mentioned, there's going to be a ton of these modules. You know, how is a Javadoc and Taglibs uh, going to work when you have these these kind of independent modules? And, and the way we have it set up right now is um, where the, the Javadoc is going to be included in like its own jar file. And that's going to be available from the LifeRay Nexus repo. So you'll be able to just to download that jar um, and explode that jar and all the HTML that's been generated for that Java doc will be there. And also kind of a new thing that we've started is we're trying to include um, overview.html files, which you can place in your modules. It is in the modules uh, source main Java directory. And if you mm-hmm. place an HTML file in there, it's called overview.html, and you include HTML there. When that module is um, 
is generated into a jar file, the description will be included in the HTML. So, you know, if you created a module and, you know, maybe it's not obvious as to what that module is, you know, what it is or what it does, you can provide documentation for that. And also you can provide documentation for a Java package too. And he can uh, call that package.html and you can, and you can place that in the package and describe what the package does. That kind of helps, you know, instead of just documenting deep down methods and classes, you can also kind of have an overview of what a package does and what a module does. And, you know, we have a Gradle scripts now to where you could, we could generate your own Javadoc module or a Javadoc jar for the module. You can run uh, a Gradle jar Javadoc um, as a command and you can do that stuff yourself as well, but it'll also be included on the Nexus repo for download. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as the extension points, it's not quite finished yet, but we're working on um, being able to generate, you know, extension points for modules that, that you can use that will be hosted on, on docs.library.com. And that too will first be included as a, has a jar on the Nexus repo that documentation and, and eventually hopefully we'll get into docs.hud.lifer.com um, as it is now. I'm very much looking forward to having it available on docs.lifer.com, uh, which is the second documentation site. I would say the generated documentation site, you find like all kinds of versioned uh, uh, documentation for Liferay there. That's Java doc. That's uh, the tag libraries. Well, at least the attributes are there, not necessarily the documentation. Uh, portal properties and everything goes into its own versions directory. And I routinely use that to link from forum posts to uh, the actual information of how to use a particular class, how to use a particular method and so on. Even though that might not be Javadoc, but it's still valuable to have it linkable from some, uh, from some forum, from, from some question and so on. So I hope that this will be there uh, rather early no the other way around earlier rather than later so if you need some some motivation to work on it ask me okay (laughs) okay and and i'm also looking forward uh, to get the osgi extension points so far the repository that i'm using for figuring out what kind of extension points do we have and how do i deal with them is the blade repository um, and I think that's currently still within Ray's uh, GitHub directory. Are you working with that as well, or are you using a different approach? We actually have tutorials. If if people are interested in Blade, um, we actually just updated them. Uh, they've they've been changing a lot, you know, with the Library Seven release. Um, but those tutorials have just been updated. They're up to date. They're you know you can use those to create modules. And there's there's a link in those tutorials that you can download Blade as a jar and then just install it to your computer and use it. Um, so that's pretty convenient and useful. And you can kind of play around. And there's all these, you know, pre-configured templates and and build scripts that you can use. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty cool little tool. And it'll be, it'll be used frequently in Library 7 as well. Is that uh, in in active development, or uh, was that a start and now gets updated a little bit, or is yeah. this yeah. like full full force? Uh, can one uh, point people to it, and this will be the future? Yeah, it's it's an active development, and it'll be used. It's actually um, we have this this concept called Liferay Workspace that it that is actually running on Blade and and everything in IDE that. You know, you'll create a module and do all these things. It runs all that stuff runs on Blade under, you know, under the hood. So uh, it's definitely it, it kind of started out as an experiment and to kind of see where it went. But it is definitely picked up speed and uh, picked up steam. And it's yeah, it's going to be used a lot. Um, so I so I definitely I, I'd recommend checking out those the, those tutorials on on Library Developer Network. Uh, you start mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. So, and if you say it's it's just a matter of installing a single jar, that's mm-hmm. easier than I remember yeah. uh, my very first installation. Yeah, it, it's uh, very it's very quick and lightweight. Um, so it 
it's very easy to use. Then, uh, as you mentioned, the IDE, I would like to come to one piece that I found very impressive in the IDE demonstration for the next version, which is the ever so uh, ever so present problem of upgrading to the next version, especially in on the code side. If I have written some code for uh, Liferay 6.2 and I want to upgrade that to Liferay 7, Liferay now promises to document every single breaking API change. Mm -hmm. And you guys are involved with that as well because, hey, it's a documentation of every single uh, API change. But there is more to it. Right. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, the, there's this breaking change document in it. It started out small and it, you know, it's, you know, every breaking change that, that we have with the, the development of Liferay 7 is documented in that document. That markdown file is hosted on Liferay, on the Liferay portal, a repository on GitHub. It's in the, uh, in the readme folder up in the root directory. And you can take a look at that. It's also hosted on Liferay developer network. Um, so things are, also, those changes are are transferred over to LDN if you want to take a look at them um, I'm on there as well. But uh, but as you said, the IDE uses that that documentation to uh, to kind of point out things that you, that you may want to take a look at with your own project. Um, and and that's still an active development. And um, I'm not exactly sure where that's at, but I, I know that's been a that's been a key thing that we've been working on that the IDE team has been working on. Um, so yeah, stay, stay tuned with that. We have a tutorial right now on developer on our life or developer network that um, explains how, how you can migrate, um, you know, your, your war 6.2, a, a plugin over to uh, over to a 7.0 war Um and you can, and it, it kind of describes using the breaking changes. And we also have another document that is helpful for that as well. And we also have a tutorial, um, you know, it's recommended if you're, if you're upgrading to your plugin to library seven to first, how to first upgrade it from a 6.2 war to a 7.0 war. And then once you've done that, how you can upgrade it from that seven, or you can, uh, you can convert it from that 7.0 war to modules. If, huh, I know if you choose to do that. So mm -hmm. both of those tutorials are on LDN. Um, so yeah, if, if you're looking to do that for off your, off your personal plugins, I definitely recommend taking a look at those um, and kind of learning how to use that breaking change document as well. Is that uh, like, there is a fair amount of machine reading or machine parsing in there. Um, that's the, the blade migrate tool or the, the IDE tooling which actually points out that uh, this api that you used in 6.2 needs another parameter in 7 or was moved to a different package and so on right. uh, are you aware of the uh, machine readable parts of that are they right in the breaking changes document or is that a separate document that provides the machine readable um, stuff so that the migrate tool can actually point to the uh, the problematic things yeah as far as i know um the the breaking change document is kind of the the tool that is that is uh that is reading that file is completely separate from that file so so okay. so the breaking changes that that are documented are are kind of copied into that tool and are and is you know it parses the the application um you know, if a packet, you know, for example, if there's a breaking change that that a pack or like a class name change or something like that, it'll that migrate tool will will scan your application for that class name. And if it finds it, then it'll just it'll give you kind of a heads up that, you know, hey, this this class name has changed. I'm in library seven. Make sure you update it. Um, and it kind of works like that now. Blade Blade had a migrate command, but that's no longer in Blade currently. That what? Yeah, what? that was <laughs> that was. Stop uh, the world! Stop the press! Red alert! Red alert! Where is it? Yeah, that the the IDE will have 
a migration tool to my knowledge. I know they're still working on that. So I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure where that's at right now, but I think there's plans to put the migrate tool back into blade. Um, but it was taken out for, for, uh, for now. Um, okay. I'm, I'm summoning, uh, Greg, Greg Emerson, Greg, if you hear this, contact me. Uh, there is an upcoming radio life episode <laughs> where you are on. You just don't know yes, it yet. Definitely talk to Greg about that. Um, Cause yeah, I know that's been moving around a little bit, uh, but I do believe that there will be a migration tool in IDE that will still do that, that similar scan. Um, so, yep. so people still have that available to them. Okay. And I actually want to use that for, uh, for code reviews as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Okay. As far as the topics that we have prepared, uh, like Java docs and documentation and tutorials and, uh, taglibs and so on, uh, we have mentioned all of those topics, but I'd like to come back to our starting point, which was Java doc. Uh, and the question there is, do we have any, strategy to bring more javadoc back into the portal is there anything that anybody can help you with in a more fun way that uh, than than just saying well if you want to you can contribute right uh so so last year we had started a javadoc uh, competition internally for uh, for life employees and um Uh, you know, it, it went pretty well. There were a few people that they really got on board. Um, so, so I guess I can announce kind of the winner and runner up for that. Uh, oh yeah. I've been waiting. <laughs> the runner up <laughs> for, for the context was, was Igor Bezlik from, uh, from our Croatia team. Uh, so he works on like the LCS, Electric Connected Services and, uh, And he provided a lot of good stuff and, and he write and he writes very, very good Java doc as well. So we appreciate his uh, contributions. Um, so, so he, he wins, uh, a honorable mention on radio life. Yes. And if he wants to, uh, we will also have a full uh, episode with him. Yes. Yeah. So definitely give him a shout out. And then our winner was, was you, Olaf. Oh, yeah. Actually, he was a runaway. Olaf won by. By a lot. <laughs> so uh, we'll definitely have to come up with some sort of small prize or, or recognition of some sort. Um, I, I get another Radio Life episode all, <laughs> all by myself. Yeah, exactly. How about that? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely appreciate appreciate your uh, contributions, Olaf and Igor's and everybody else that contributed. Um, it, it was nice to see. It was nice to see people get involved and show some enthusiasm behind it. Um, mm -hmm. And and with that, we had kind of done a test internal uh, contest to kind of see how it went and, um, you know, kind of get our bearings about us to see how we want to uh, move forward. And with the strategy, I think with the success that we experienced um, internally, we like to kind of promote a contest for the community as well. Um, so, you know, our, our main focus is class Java doc. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of our main priority, but, you know, I mean, any kind of method package module that you have a good, a good understanding of, um, you know, please write Java doc for it. it um, You know, and as we mentioned before, we have the Java guidelines. Um, you know, maybe you're not a native English speaker, but you really know this one part of library. Uh, we highly encourage, you know, to write it, you know, even a few sentences for a class or a method and, um, and send that through, as we mentioned earlier, uh, to the library user um, of library portal and just tag me in it and we will account Uh, that submission and uh, I know I'll make a little contest, have a little leaderboard and we'll, I you know, uh, publish mm -hmm. uh, weekly or biweekly the results um, as we go through the year. 
And, you know, it's kind of a fun way to how to promote Javadoc because, um, you know, we have a lot, we have a lot of Javadoc to produce. So, you know, yeah. our community submissions are, are very much welcome. I'll give away my secret of uh, producing an awful lot of points in the contest, which is uh, just pick the low hanging fruit mm -hmm. Because if everybody does that, uh, everybody's low-hanging fruits are somewhere else. Right. It's like I have experience in one area of the API. Somebody else has experience in another area of the API. And what you are using day in, day out, I might not be touching. So I am not experienced in that. And now if everybody picks just the low-hanging fruit, we are so much further ahead. And um, that actually is basically just the secret of uh, just writing enough documentation. Yeah. Yep. And we, we plan on contacting, you know, James Faulkner, Jamie Sammons, the community team, um, and, and kind of getting an announcement come out there. So, so people can kind of reference and, and everything will kind of be in text that they can read, but, mm -hmm. but we definitely want to get that started and, uh, and make some headway through our Java doc. Yep, so I understand that this episode might be out before there is an official Javadoc contest, but uh, we can also uh, cross-link this after the fact. Guys, um, that was a great episode. Lots of information, uh, even for me, who always claims to know something, like at least a little bit about everything. I have learned quite a lot and I hope that we have some success and that we can uh, keep the contributions to Javadoc coming and turn around the graphs, which currently point down. Um, that's the Javadoc coverage because there's more code produced than documentation and we need to turn them around uh, for everybody's sake. Definitely. Perfect. Thanks a lot and talk to you later. Thank you for having us. Thanks.